Hey everyone, it's Alan Schimmel for DevOps.com and you're listening to another DevOps Chat. I'm really delighted to have as my guest on DevOps Chat today, uh, none other than uh, Mark Schwartz. Uh, Mark, if you don't know, is an AWS executive, multiple author on some of the greatest books on DevOps you're going to read. A seat at the table is still one of my all-time favorites. And I, and I think as, as he's uh, described in the latest blurb on IT Revolution, an iconoclastic CIO. <laughs> Mark, welcome to DevOps Chat. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. So, Mark, what is an iconoclastic CIO? <laughs> well, I, I, uh, I like to question assumptions. Um, you know, I, I find that uh, very often people are frustrated. They're, you know, there are obstacles to what they're trying to accomplish. And um, the, the problem is that they're constrained in all sorts of ways. And if you don't question the assumptions and knock away some of those constraints, they're going to continue to be frustrated. So that's what I'm all about. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, so I don't want to spend a lot of time, but Mark, we mentioned you're from AWS, but I didn't really mention a role just so our audience may, who may not be familiar, what, what currently is your role with AWS? Well, they, they call me an enterprise strategist. And what that means is that I'm part of a, a small team of ex IT leaders. Many of us ex CIOs or CTOs of large enterprises who did a digital transformation, moved to the cloud. And uh, what we do now is we, we work with executives from large enterprises to help them overcome some of the challenges that they face as they're trying to do a, a transformation. So often it's things like cultural change or organizational change or uh, organizational structure, financing models, um, people skills, things like that. Uh, and we speak at conferences, we write books and blogs, and we, we work with individual customers. Very cool. Well, let, let's jump in, Mark. You've got a new book just recently came out. Um, it's available on Amazon, by the way, in case anyone uh, is interested, as well as Barnes & Noble, 800 CEO Read, IndieBound Band, and any other place where you can find decent books. Um, it's called War and Peace in IT. Business Leadership, Technology, and Success in the Digital Age. Mark, tell, share with our audience, what, what, what's the book about? Well, uh, the book is uh, essentially an, an answer to a challenge that people gave me after they read A Seat at the Table. Uh, because in A Seat at the Table, it was, it was written primarily for IT leaders. And throughout that book, I made the argument that we needed to get rid of this business versus IT distinction. You know, the way we talk about the business and IT as if it's two separate things, uh, the way that we, we see IT as taking requirements from, from a business and executing on those requirements, that, that that way of thinking is no longer effective. We need, we need to find a way to bring IT into the, the business itself. And uh, people responded very well to that message in a seat at the table, but they said, you know, this doesn't work unless somebody tells the business folks the same thing. You know, we can't, we can't just change the relationship ourselves. So somebody should write a book for, for the business executives to explain to them uh, what you're talking about. And uh, I realized that, that that same book, if I could write it, would also help 
a lot of the executives that I was talking to as part of my job uh, who were facing impediments to their transformations. Uh, so I wrote a book that essentially said, one of the big impediments to your transformation is that the relationship between the business and IT is not the right relationship. And here's how you can change it. And here's how, here's why it will make a big difference for you. Excellent. So, you know, I, I think you, you laid it out pretty well there, Mark, for people. Um, you know, I'm just back. I, we were talking offline, and I told you I was at, at KubeCon, CloudNativeCon in Barcelona last week, and it was another great event, 7,500 people. And and what really kind of came, you know, hit me square between the eyes was the fact that, though this is a fairly technical event, right, we're talking about Cloud Native and, uh, you know, a lot of open source software programs and ops, you know, procedures. The business, the business angle of it, the amount of business people who were there trying to get smart about what's the latest trends, what's the wave, if you will, in IT, and how could they leverage things like serverless or, or uh, Kubernetes and, and some of these newer things to, to make their business better. Not necessarily because it's cool or you know shiny trinket syndrome or anything like that, but really, how does where does rubber meet the road with this technology? And I, you know, I can't help. I mean, I'm heartened by it, Mark, but I still don't know if if business executives are you know mm-hmm. are all bought into that. Yeah. Your thoughts? Uh, well, um, I I don't think it's up about the the cloud per se or DevOps or whatever it is. Um, what what really is important is how the cloud and DevOps and, and new ways of doing IT empower businesses to do new things that they couldn't do before. And I think that's what that's what the uh, non-IT business executives need to learn about what's possible now that was not possible before. And the reason why they have to, why it's an urgent matter, is because their competitors are. Uh, you know, whatever tools you have available to you, your competitors also have. And if you're not using them and your competitor is, then you're at a, a business dis- disadvantage. And I think most, mostly it comes down to a question of speed one way or another. So using the cloud well, using DevOps well, lets you move at a much faster pace to get IT capabilities to uh, change your business. And that pace is important, not just for the obvious reasons that that you need time to market, you need to get first mover advantages, you need to respond quickly when your, your competitors disrupt you, but also for more subtle reasons, because we now use speed as a way to test out ideas quickly and see if they're going to work and manage our risk by testing out ideas before we fully commit to them. And we use speed to get feedback from customers and users and alter our product offerings based on what we're able to learn. And we use speed to mitigate risk, to improve our security posture, to improve our availability of systems. So speed becomes a really important factor. And uh, the cloud DevOps, you know, they're, they're technical implementations, but they happen to help companies achieve speed. And that's the important message, I think, that executives need to take away. 
I, I agree, but you know, there's an old saying, speed can kill, right? Speed kills too, right? And, and <laughs> Well, the, uh, if you're using the right model for speed, it doesn't kill. And uh, the reason for that is that the, the models that use speed usually also use automated controls or guardrails. Um, so what you want in the ideal is you want to be able to move really quickly but within the boundaries of guardrails that enforce compliance, enforce security, uh, enforce quality. And it's possible to do both. Uh, we, we always thought in the past that there was this trade-off between speed and stability or speed and quality. And it turns out that in this, in this DevOps world, in this cloud world, speed, increased speed actually increases quality, resilience, availability, security, and all of those things. Uh, it's a question of learning how to use speed for those purposes. Yeah, I, and, and that's really, I mean, tongue in cheek, speed kills. What I was really trying to get at is speed for speed's sake alone is, you know, speed has to be wielded with, with great with great power comes great responsibility, right? <laughs> yes, you, you have to achieve the speed for competitive reasons and for, for business model reasons, as I was saying before. So it's not really an option, um, but you do at the same time have to learn how to use that speed as a way to reduce risks and, uh, and improve the quality of what you're offering. Exactly. Exactly. So what's the reception been, Mark? What, what kind of feedback have you been getting from people? Well, the book was just published a couple of weeks ago, really. Uh, mm -hmm. Where are we? Yeah, May 14th was the publication date, so a couple of weeks. Uh, and, and people seem to be enjoying it. Um, I, uh, I, I was a little bit playful in writing the book, and uh, I think there are some... Uh, aspects of it that are entertaining people, and that makes me feel very good. Uh, but uh, from the feedback that I've been getting, people are seeing it as the successor to that previous book, just as I had hoped. You know, this is, this is the way of looking at a similar message, but very much from the point of view of non-IT business executives. You know, how, how should the CFO be thinking about it? Uh, about the new world, the new digital world? How should a CEO be thinking about it? How should the board of directors be thinking about it? And, and I'm very happy that, that uh, people see it as valuable on that front. And a lot of people are saying, uh, well, I'm gonna have my entire executive team read this and it's gonna stimulate some great discussions. So I'm very happy about That's that. That's fantastic, great stuff. Let me, let me bring another aspect of it up and get your thoughts on it, Mark. You know, we, we, we've, heard, we've heard a lot over the last, I've heard it maybe over the last year, 18 months, uh, DevX ops, right? We have DevSecOps, <laughs> DevBizOps, DevHROps, Dev, Dev whatever ops, right? DevX ops. And I, I think there's a little bit of a reverse equation here business leaders have to be more involved in IT and have to learn how to harness IT to, to further the business's goals and, and delight customers, as you say, right? At the same time, we can take lessons from IT and, and things we've learned in IT with things like DevOps, but not only DevOps, but, you know, IT has had 
you know, has has a, has a a short, a relatively short period of time had a rather torturous road of of self improvement and of learning new things and and evolving to things that we you know things like DevOps that we see. What what can businesses do? Not harnessing IT per se, but you know maybe saving some idiot taxes and <laughs> you know from mistakes and lessons learned from IT and apply them to general business yeah i think um uh i also joke about you know dev devops dev secops dev sec biz not biz dev sec fin biz you know you, you can keep uh, adding to that the the real point is cross-functional teams right that devops meant we're going to have a cross-functional team that has dev skills and ops skills and uh at some point we realized that that set of skills is not quite enough. They also need to have security skills and you can keep adding to that infinitely because the bottom line is that functional silos don't work very well in a fast moving environment like we have in the digital world today. Functional silos slow down uh, your response. They slow down your ability to innovate and grasp new opportunities and respond to change and things like that. So that's really what was behind the, the DevOps, uh, Dev, DevXOps concept. And I think businesses find this in general, that when you have functional silos and they operate as silos, you introduce waiting time when you pass things from one silo to another. You reduce innovation because uh, each silo thinks of itself as having its own responsibility instead of joint responsibility for results. Um, so the lesson that I think everybody can take away from what's happened in IT is that uh, it, to respond quickly in an environment where you need to respond quickly, you have to do away with silos and instead focus on cross-functional teams that can this objective. Uh, at least that's my my biggest takeaway. Sure, sure. I'm sorry, my machines. Uh oh, here we go. I, you know, I'm on my. Uh, I'm not going to give you the brand of the surface I'm on. There's only one company that makes services. <laughs> it's on a roll of of giving you reminders. Yeah. It doesn't shut up here. I, I look at this. This is <laughs> that's, that's okay. We could use some background music. Yeah, I guess so. It, it, it's it's happening. In, I don't know if I like the rhythm, but. Um, Anyway, so Mark, you know, a good question is, look, you're globetrotting around the world, evangelizing your AWS role and everything. And yet, you know, over the last, let's say, three years, four years, you know, this is the third book, actually, isn't it? Yeah, it's the third one. And I've started to work on a fourth. Can you give us a sneak preview of the fourth, or it's too premature yet? Well, it is too premature. It can go in lots of different directions, but I, I can tell you what I'm thinking a lot about right now, which is bureaucracy and and uh, how to overcome it on the one hand, uh, but even more than that, uh, I, I think you can harness it uh, in many ways if you are trying to become a digital organization. And, uh, you know, I think that that uh, fulfills my role as an iconoclast. I, I think uh, bureaucracy is one of those words that people have this very strong negative reaction to. Uh, but, of course, in my, in my role before AWS as a government CIO, 
I, uh, of course, witnessed, experienced a lot, a lot of bureaucracy and developed uh, strategies for coping with it that I think would be useful to a wide audience. So I, I think I'll probably write something that has to do with that. Okay, pretty cool. And you know what? We, we mentioned the seat at the table and, and you know, you, there's nothing like your first book, but um, we, I, I feel... I feel amiss if we shouldn't also mention the title of the second book, right? And that is The Art of Business Value, right? Yeah. The Art of Business Value um, was sort of my initial train of thought. You know, I said to myself, we're, we're talking a lot about business value and how important it is to guide what you do in the IT world by delivering business value and how you should make prioritization decisions by business value. And it occurred to me that nobody was really talking about what that meant, you know, what, what is business value exactly. And when I looked into it, I realized that uh, people were not really interpreting it in many cases in the best way. And that if you thought a little bit more deeply about that, uh, it would change the way that you practiced IT. So that was, that was what drove that first book. And I, in that book, I introduced the question of what, what does a CIO have to do with figuring out what business value is? How does a CIO make sure that he or she is delivering business value? And I realized that that was a good topic for a second book, actually, <laughs> something yeah. that I really needed to dive more deeply into. So that's what, what uh, generated a seat at the table. And then, as I said before, once I had written a seat at the table, it was sort of clear to me what the next thing had to be. It had to be uh, the, the book that I hope will speak to non-IT business leaders. So uh, that, that explains the sequence of the three books in my head. Very cool. Um, so Mark, is there a tour going on with the book? Are you out speak? I mean, are you gonna be, for instance, it does London? Coming up. Uh, I, will be, I will be there. I, I speak at a lot of conferences in my role with AWS. And uh, so I'm on, I'm on a permanent tour, essentially. <laughs> I speak all over the world. Uh, and of course, I, I write blog posts and I'll be writing some more books. And uh, it all ties together with my role at AWS, where uh, I'm part of a team that's trying to lead enterprise executives into the future. You know, here's, here's the way that we see things developing. Here's how you can take advantage of what's going on with the cloud and with DevOps. And um, so I don't, I don't have a speaking tour specifically about my book, but a lot of the topics that the book touches are also the topics I talk about for AWS. Great. Great, great, great. Um, Mark, we're about out of time. We mentioned we, you could get the book on Amazon. Up on DevOps.com, I think we have a link to a, a, I don't know if it's the first chapter or an excerpt of the book. We'll, we'll, get, we'll put that in the show notes. Um, look, man, first of all, congratulations on what sounds like another great book. I, I'm actually, I'm going to be on the road a whole bunch in June, so I'm going to have a chance to catch up on my reading on planes and stuff. So I'll, I'll, I'll get a chance to read this one. And then maybe we could circle back maybe at the end of June in London and uh -huh. we can uh, talk a little bit more in depth about it. Sounds great. Great. Hey, Mark Schwartz, iconoclast <laughs> CIO as, or iconoclastic CIO, as well as multiple award-winning author for real DevOps expert, news book, war and peace and IT. 
you can find out more, or get an excerpt from it on DevOps.com. You can get it on Amazon or any number of, of good quality book sites. Hey, Mark, congratulations, and thanks for being our guest on DevOps Chat. Thank you very much. All right. Enjoy your day, and we'll be in touch. Thanks. All righty. Bye-bye. This is Alan Schimmel for DevOps, uh, DevOps Chat, DevOps.com. Have a great day.